everyone. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts Podcast. My name is Mung, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. Addicts, welcome back to another exciting week of the podcast. The regular season is officially over, and tonight, Thursday night, you know, the game will be over by the time y'all hear it, but tonight is the official start of the fantasy playoffs. Hopefully y'all are coasting back, kicking your feet up, enjoying some bonbons, maybe a Mai Tai uh, during the winter. Crazy, right? Enjoying your first round by, or you're getting to the grind. You're, you're waiting to see what happens tonight. Uh, hopefully you've got some, uh, some Niners to kick some butt. Yeah, and it feels crazy because I feel like every single week when we're recording the podcast, we talk about how time has flown by, and I, I can't believe it's already the fantasy playoffs. Hopefully, all our listeners are you know in the playoffs, in whether it's one league, multiple leagues, whatever it is. And uh, I know that my household, with Christmas coming up, uh, my wife and I will be a house united because oh. I'm facing... Uh, <laughs> My Ooh. best friend Kit in one league, and my wife is facing him in oh. another league. So uh, this <laughs> nice. week, uh, we certainly are rooting against him. Sure. And uh, I know you've got uh, playoff buys and a couple leagues, Los, and uh, we'll get right into the matchups because it's winner go home, right? It, it, the fantasy playoffs uh, don't hold anything back. This is the time when you really have to look at your sit-start decisions and you really have to look at floor versus upside, depending on the matchup. Hey, good luck to the Song family. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are uh, we are recording prior to the kickoff of the Thursday night football game, which is, as you uh, alluded to, the San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. Unfortunately, uh, Debo Samuel is out for, it sounds like, three-ish weeks, but... With the high ankle sprain, I don't think you're trusting him in week 17 of the fantasy championship matchups anyway. So for me, Samuel is droppable in all redraft formats yeah. outside of like, you know, crazy like 20 team leagues where you have to start him if he's active in week 17, something like that. And it's arrows up for Brendan Ayuk, right? Plug him in, play him, similar guys, same offense. Next man up. That's just what happens in San Francisco. Yeah, the Seahawks have been fairly good, but again, like you said, with Samuel out, there is a baseline, you know, target projection for Ayuk. So it's certainly I would be starting him in most leagues if you have him. Um, Kittle does get a slight bump up too in deeper leagues. If you're desperate, maybe John Jennings. But really, it comes down to Christian McCaffrey, who after yep. all the back and forth with all the injuries the last couple seasons, um, back to a workhorse role with Eli Mitchell out knock on wood that McCaffrey uh, will stay healthy because as long as he is healthy in this version of the Niners offense, uh, he is a, an elite RB one in fantasy. And I think Brock Purdy's a viable quarterback option here uh, had that rib slash oblique injury, but was able to finish uh, that game against the, the bucks for the most part last week and is expected to play tonight. Seattle doesn't scare you. I, I think, uh, unfortunately for listeners, you've probably already made the decision by the time you're the podcast, but, uh, uh I think he's a, I think he's a pretty viable option, uh, especially super flex, things like that. Uh, if you need a streamer, he, he could be a decent play. Uh, even in one quarterback leagues, I think, yeah. um, he, he's a startable player here. I, I don't know if I'll live to regret this. Uh, the listeners <laughs> will know by the time they hear this episode tomorrow, but, I am starting Brock Purdy over Tom Brady in one league. I would do it. Yeah. All right. Enough about the Niners here. Let's talk about the Seahawks. Kenneth Walker expected back from that ankle injury. Certainly a tough matchup. Um, I think he's a viable flex option, but not a ton of upside in this one. And then I think Lockett is fine. And if you have to, Metcalf is an okay flex option. Yeah, you've, you've got it right there. Uh, although San Fran is a very difficult matchup, so just expect a little, little bit of capping on all the players there. This game's going to be over, so I guess it's, uh, I guess it's irrelevant. Yeah, and again, I've answered some questions about Geno Smith on Twitter. Um, yeah. Certainly, you know, can't get to anything to our listeners. Can't help out since we record Thursday, but I am benching him in, in some mm -hmm. weeks because I do not love the matchup. And you know, I actually think I prefer Purdy and maybe even Mike White, guys like that over Geno Smith this week, as good as he's been all season long. Should be fine next week, though. Yeah, certainly uh, certainly don't drop him, uh, you know, in one quarter, one quarterback leagues for that Kansas City matchup coming up next week, as you said, Lowe's. 
Yep. Um, but all right, enough about this Thursday night game <laughs> since our listeners uh, will, will have already seen Let's it by the time 10 minutes they listen to. <laughs> hey, I mean, every game has been boring, though, right? It's true. It's true. But, uh, you know, I'm going to go with the Niners on the road. Give me the Niners. All right, let's move on to, uh, you know, listeners, listen up here. Three Saturday games this week. Uh, the first being noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, the Indianapolis Colts at the Minnesota Vikings. I think Taylor should be fine here. Pittman, you're starting as a wide receiver three. And if you're desperate, you know, Paris Campbell against that Viking secondary, I think is a viable boom bust wide receiver four. Uh, these Saturday games are pretty ugly. Um, that Minnesota defense is really what salvages Indianapolis for you. If you really need somebody badly, Matt Ryan isn't a terrible contrarian play in a daily league. Yeah, I don't yeah, like I it. Like, but, I like uh, Matt Ryan quite a bit, actually. And yeah, you know, in DFS with the price, and I do think in, you know as a streaming option, he's viable as well. Yep, definitely. All right, on the Viking side here, the question is: How much do we trust Dalvin Cook? Because Cook has not been great. Uh, a lot of it is he has not been used a ton as a receiver, with Justin Jefferson just absolutely dominating, tearing the league up. It seems. That said, I think he's a fine, strong back-end RB1, high-end RB2 in that territory. But I think it's worth posing the question of, let's do a would-you-rather Los, um, sure. you know, on Dalvin Cook. I, I assume, you know, obviously Eckler, McCaffrey, um, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, you're starting over Cook. Where mm. it gets hairy is, you know, running back is super unreliable this year, past the top few options. What about mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs against the Patriots here? Yeah, I'd go with Josh Jacobs just because of the surety of his work in that offense, how he's been looking these past uh, past half a season, really. Uh, I would lean Jacobs. Agree with that. Uh, what about Alvin Kamara against the Falcons, who are not a good defense, but Kamara just hasn't had a reliable workload or production? Yeah, that that is a tougher one, but I, I would lean Cook on that side. I agree there. Uh, if... It does, we'll get to that game, but it sounds right now like Ramondre Stevenson is very doubtful. But if he were to play, are you starting him against the Raiders over Dalvin Cook? Probably not. That's, yeah, no, that's a little shaky. Yeah, to me, even if Stevenson is active, his workload would be in question coming back from that ankle yeah. injury, and I would take Cook there as well. Okay. Um, so we're... we're uh, it's a, it seems like we're in lockstep so far on Dalvin yeah. Cook. What about Aaron Jones, who plays Monday night? Um, he did have that injury last game, but he was able to play through it, looked fine. He is expected to be fine for this Monday night game. I think it's still Cook. I, I don't mind Jones at all, though. I, I prefer him to those couple other names you said. I agree there. What about Miles Sanders and a great matchup against that Bears defense? Yeah, it is a nice matchup. The problem is his quarterback steals everything from him, right? <laughs> uh, if you really need gosh i can't even say who i think the upside play is i think the ceiling play is sanders to me there's no doubt on that because if the eagles do get up early in this game i think we're going to see a lot of sanders yeah Um, but to me the floor play is still cook because like you said jalen hurts certainly vultures plenty of goal line runs Um, and it's also easy to beat chicago through the air so we could see you know heavy usage for aj brown Devontae smith as well that's yeah, still a tough choice either way. Um, Nick Chubb, who you know they haven't mm-hmm. relied on quite as much with Sean Watson back, and he hasn't been particularly efficient against a, a fairly good Baltimore defense. Yeah, no part of that offense is efficient right now. It's it's Cook, um, Saquon Barkley, who is expected to be healthy. He only played you know about half the snaps last week with that neck issue, but it sounds like he's fully good to go now um, at Washington. <sighs> Washington is not terrible. I, I think I probably, I think I lean Cook, but it's it's close. I think I'm on the Barkley side for that yeah. one, but certainly okay. um, a question mark there. And most importantly, Los, because this yeah. is an actual question for me in one of my oh. leagues. Is it crazy to consider Isaiah Pacheco? against that Houston run defense in a game where the Chiefs are favored by 14 points over Dalvin Cook. Well, considering which league it is, no, it's not crazy at all to roll him out there. <laughs> would, you, no. would you prefer Pacheco, though? 
you know I start my studs, and Isaiah Pacheco is no stud. Okay, so you're leaning Cook still for that floor. Yes. See, I think that Pacheco's floor projection is similar to Cook's mm-hmm. floor, and I think the upside is Pacheco. It's not a bad play. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm leaning Pacheco right now. Um, sure. For me, I would slot Cook in over McKinnon, but even that's pretty close. I, I love mm-hmm. both of the Chiefs running backs this week. Wow. Gee. Um, yeah, and then for me, it's Tony Pollard over Dalvin Cook, and Zeke is close. So I guess Cook's in that high-end RB2 range for me. That's interesting. So all four of those guys, two, two Dallas and two uh, Kansas City running backs, are practically cracking your your uh, number one spot. Uh, they are. I mean, against Jacksonville and uh, Houston. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Zeke's had, what, five touchdowns over the last four games? Uh, you know, they're going to the run a lot. And it, it also it also is worth mentioning that it's the playoffs. You, you have to play your upside plays here. Yeah, and again, it comes back to do you need floor or ceiling, right? How right. does your matchup stack up? Um, you know, if you guys have questions, we have the mailbag coming up at the end of the show with a few mm-hmm. sit-start questions. But if you guys have more uh, over the weekend, feel free to tweet them at us. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely worth talking about. I do think that Dalvin cook is still a high upside option, but certainly we haven't seen that for a few games now and you know, all things being considered, I'm going to lean the home team Vikings here. Should we run a quick Justin Jefferson? Would you rather? <laughs> I think that'd be a pretty quick one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go Vikings. At home. All right. Um, and again, uh, these are three Saturday games, so I, I know that a lot of you are doing holiday shopping. I know that I already have some holiday plans starting this weekend, so make sure you remember to set those lineups Friday night. Um, but the next game up is Saturday, uh, 3.30 p.m. Central, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, mm-hmm. the Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Lamar Jackson is out, but it does sound like Tyler Huntley should be ready to go um, was already practicing Wednesday and Thursday, so he is expected to play on Saturday as of right now. J.K. Dobbins, worth talking about. 15 carries for 120 yards on a touchdown in his first game back. Didn't look the smoothest gate when he was running, but still, considering the Browns' run defense, he is worth flexing this week. I do think uh, I would start him as a flex option over Gus Edwards, mm-hmm. although Edwards is in the mix as a boom-bust RB4 as well having seen 13 carries against the Steelers last week uh, to Dobbins 15. So very close to a 50-50 split still. Yeah, Dobbins is back. They're going to have to lean heavily into the running game with Tyler Huntley likely playing quarterback. And if he's not, then it's certainly not Lamar Jackson. It's going to be uh, their number three guy, Anthony Brown. I think Dobbins is fine here. Um, Mark Andrews, worth talking about. If Huntley play, my my take, I think you probably agree, if Tyler Huntley plays – Go ahead and roll Mark Andrews out, not as, you know, the number one, number two tight end, but as a tight end one. But if it is not him, I think there's a lot of other options I'd rather play than Mark Andrews this week. Yeah, again, I don't know that we need to get too into it because right now Huntley is practicing, expected to start. So I think Andrews is a fine top three option here. Perfect. There you go. All right. On the other side, Amari Cooper with a hip injury is expected to play on Saturday, but the mm-hmm. question is how efficient he's going to be. You know, apparently aggravated that hip injury on the first play last week against the Bengals and played the entire game, right? But just didn't do anything in terms of production. So a very iffy flex start for me, unless we see him get a full practice in on Friday. I do think Donovan Peoples-Jones, too. Um, solid wide receiver three with upside. We know the Ravens try to take away the wide receiver one anyway. So especially if Cooper's iffy, I do think DPJ is a fine start here. And David Joku as well with, uh, with Watson connecting with him quite a bit this week. Not to get too meta, but I think the industry is going to take your fantasy analyst card away if you don't say, Amari Cooper was on the road. Of course he saw He's great here. Well, I think part of it, too, is just turf versus dome. Uh, There's plenty of of, uh, dissection done with that stat. But in general, uh, it's mostly the injury that concerns you, right? I mean, we love Amari Cooper with Sean Watson as that wide receiver one. Had a ton of targets uh, two weeks ago against Houston. And hopefully, if you make it past this week in your fantasy playoffs, Cooper will be healthy uh, for the next game. And this one's super close. Again, we're operating under the assumption as of Thursday night that Tyler Huntley is going to start. And because of that, I am actually going to lean Baltimore on the road here. 
Wow. Um, Deshaun Watson can't be terrible forever. I don't want to root for him, but I got to take Cleveland here. Yeah, I mean, we know AFC North, especially these two teams, anything could happen here. And normally yeah. I would lean the home team, but we just haven't seen it yet from Watson. No. And because of that, I think Huntley can do enough to get it done. Um, quick note, I am still up one game. Uh, oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it we two. tied last week, uh, but you did catch me. Or I, I, got, um, I took Baltimore against Pittsburgh last week, um, so that evened us up. It was a push. Um, because you took Detroit over Minnesota. Well, that's right. Very shrewd move. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I am still up one game off the season, so we'll see. This one could certainly swing it, but let's move we on to this. We pretty bad last week, didn't we? Like the door was open for me, and I just uh, did nothing with it. Um, let's see. The only ones we really disagreed on were Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Minnesota, Detroit last week. Yeah, but we missed on six games altogether, I think. Yes. Uh, well, Thursday night, the Raiders certainly, yep. I don't think many people were backing the Rams. Uh, yeah, with Baker bye, bye Mayfield, surprise yeah. hero. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you, you um, go 14 weeks just for that crap to, to take you out. <laughs> Tennessee shout got out, surprised. Shout out to the absolute chicken. Chicken. I don't know who you are, but you were chicken taking Buffalo in our survival pool last week. That should be mine. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, that, that was certainly a tough one. Um, in prime time, no less. And then, uh, surprisingly, Tennessee got blown out last. Week. Yeah, so that was a. Yeah, I thought, I thought maybe I survived, but no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but well. uh, all right, the Saturday night game, uh, seven fifteen p.m. Central, eight fifteen p.m. Eastern. Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Jeff Wilson questionable with a hip injury, but uh, I would lean Mostert start over Wilson either way, even if healthy. Mm-hmm. And then Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, had that ankle. It seems like a bruise or something, you know, just kind of hit his ankle against another player while running, uh, not even uh, a sprain. So he should be good to go. He's been practicing. The bigger question here is the weather, because right, right now um, the forecast is for a blizzard with, I think it's like three to four inches of snow and wind up to 30 miles an hour. Yeah, Miami has traveled a ton. They are not a cold weather team. Uh I'm concerned about this offense. I don't know if I'm throwing two out there, A, against Buffalo, and B, with this weather. No, I would um, I would bench Tua. Um, we can do a quick would you rather with Tua because I think this one's worth talking about. Yeah, here. good idea. Um, Hurts, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, all over Tua, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirk Cousins against the Colts. Cousins. I agree. Um, Gino. Well, uh, I didn't want to mention because we're recording Thursday night. But either way, I think oh, it yeah, be, fair point. It doesn't matter. Um, we'll just skip that one. Yep. Uh, yep fair, Deshaun fair Watson, who you seem to like against the Ravens? No, I do not like him against the Ravens. I would, I would, uh, I would stick with Tua. I, I think it's going to be a Nick Chubb night. I'd actually go with Watson over Tua. <laughs> okay. Um, what about Ryan Tannehill at the Chargers? I mean, I'm not crazy. He still has Tyreek Hill, and with Tannehill being likely down, Traylon Burks, that, that, no. I think I'm leaning Tannehill. Okay. Um, you know, Tannehill's mobile enough to add a little bit of rushing upside as well. Um, yeah, but has he done that this year? Not so much. Yeah, but uh, the upside's there. For me, um, there's just very little upside for Tua with, with the yeah. weather conditions unless something That's changes. True. I mean, um, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are his upside, right? Right, because it's important to remember that with all the snow and wind stuff, you know, you can still take a, a short slant or screen to Tyreek Hill and the, and they are the, the defender slips it. and then, yep. you know, Hill takes it 80 yards. So certainly it, it's there, but I I would start Mike White over Tua. Yeah, I could see that. Yep. But yeah, I mean, Tua's in that QB 15 or so range. Daniel Jones, who's been running quite a lot. Sure. Um, against How the Washington secondary, that isn't, isn't too scary. I, I'd go with Brady, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I don't really want to rely on Tua. Yeah. So Fair he's enough. in that like QB 15, 16 range for me this week. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
Tyreek Hill, I would not bench uh, for the reasons no, we just not. talked about. Jalen Waddle is in that flex territory, but very right. boomer bust considering the usage. So that, you know, if you got Waddle versus other wide receiver questions, you can tweet those to us. Um, let's talk about the Buffalo side a little bit. Josh Allen, I am still starting because of that rushing potential. Of course. Um, but certainly it would not shock me if he finished outside of the top 10 or so quarterbacks this week. Um, but the floor is ceiling. I'd still be pretty surprised. It wouldn't shock me, but I, I'm still ranking him as a clear, you know, top five quarterback. So you're not benching Josh Allen unless somehow you have like Justin Herbert also, you know, something crazy like that, where I just don't think many teams have better options than Allen. Now, I think it is worth talking. Well, we'll save the field talk actually for the next game. Um, And we can talk about Allen versus fields versus other ones. But overall, uh, I think Diggs, he's still got to start. I would Uh not start Gabe Davis. Um, He is in that wide receiver four territory. He does more of his work downfield and, you know, he could certainly get a 50, 50 touchdown in the end zone, but I really, it it comes down to that. Yeah. Um, honestly, in PPR formats, I'd rather bank on Isaiah McKenzie over Gabriel Davis. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, think, I think the running backs are iffy as well. But overall, I'm still going to go with Buffalo, whose defense is getting healthier uh, at home, and they are used to this weather, whereas uh, the Florida team may not quite be. <laughs> Give me the bills. Yep. All right. Moving on to the normal Sunday noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern slate of games, uh, Philadelphia Eagles at the Chicago Bears. I think you're starting everybody on the Eagles, so not mm-hmm. a whole lot to say there. Um, but let's do a quick would you rather on Justin Fields. And yeah. for me, I guess I, I already tweeted out earlier this week that the only uh, quarterbacks that I would start over Justin Fields are Jalen Hurts, Patrick Holmes, mm-hmm. Josh Allen, Justin mm-hmm. Hurts. That's it for me because we saw last week, um, even with a beat down that Daniel Jones was able to run against the Eagles defense, get those rushing yards. And that's all we really need or want from Justin Fields and fantasy. Yeah. I mean, the only next ones in question would be, uh, would be Burrow and Dak and I would take fields over both of them. Yeah. I think Dak is worth, you know, I think it's a question mark. I wouldn't be crazy if they're close Prescott. Um, but for me, I'd still lean fields. So, uh, basically, uh, don't worry about starting Justin Fields too much because his rushing floor and ceiling still make him a top five fantasy option for the most part. Um, David Montgomery, I think uh, not the greatest start, but certainly flex worthy. And that, that is about it. Today. Um, yeah, I think it was an illness though, right? Mm-hmm. Not, uh, people can be ill for three. four days, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, he's in that he's not Michael Jordan flex or range anyway. But uh, either way, I think he's a fine enough flex as long as he can practice, you know, Friday. It's a bad matchup for him either way. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Or actually, let's make our pick first. Uh, but I just assume that we're both taking the Eagles here. Yes. All right. Let's move on now to Atlanta uh, <laughs> at New Orleans mm-hmm. with Desmond Ritter getting his first start. Um, Call me crazy. I think Drake London can be a boomer bust flex option here. We, we haven't seen him, but apparently, uh, or we haven't seen him play with Ritter just yet, but apparently uh, the rookies get dinner quite often. Uh, there's some, you know, narrative there, you know, with the rookies and the chemistry potentially. You're yeah. not wrong at all. You're not crazy. And 50% of boom bust is bust. So you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do think that, you know, the Saints defense hasn't been super scary this week and London is, you know, in consideration here. Yeah. Um if you if you absolutely need somebody, hopefully you don't with uh, there being no buys this week, but uh yeah, if you drafted him early, this is this is your glory play, uh, especially in the NFC South. Yep. And I, I don't think it's crazy to look at Ritter and Superflex or two quarterback formats, but I probably would not chance it in his first career start on the road in the Superdome. Um, and there's really not a whole lot to talk about outside of London. Uh, if you're desperate, you know, Cordero Patterson, but mm-hmm. he's been splitting work as well. And the Saints, or excuse me, not the Saints, but the uh, Falcons offense hasn't been great overall here. Um, on the Saints side, I do think mm-hmm. Dalton's worth uh talking about as a potential streaming option um pretty low in the rankings of course but the upside is there against the falcons defense uh the downside is of course that Taysom hill uh will still 
some of those red zone right. snaps and then run in the touchdown, which leaves Dalton with uh, no fantasy production. But certainly love Chris Olave here. And I do think Alvin Kamara's in that back end RB2 range with some upside. Yep, we, uh, we sort of talked about Kamara earlier um, in agreement with you on Andy Dalton, though I shy away a little bit more just because I, I do worry about that Taysom Hill coming on in. Um, Chris Olave, you know, he's my guy. Go ahead and give me the uh, Saints here. Yeah, certainly a uh, quick plug. Uh, Dalton is mentioned in my quarterback streamers article, which nice. you can find on fan tracks, but he is not among the top three options. And uh, I will also take the Saints at home against a rookie quarterback making his first career start. Yeah. Let's move on to the Detroit Lions at the New York Jets here. Uh, DeAndre Swift, man, back to just 33% of the snaps last week uh, after seeing 50-plus a couple weeks ago against the Jaguars. Uh, if he flex option at best, um, uh -huh. it's really hard to sw trust Swift at this point, especially against a tough Jets defense. Uh, the Lions are truly spreading the ball around. Touchdowns last week to Jameson Williams, DJ Chark, and Justin Jackson. So go figure. Um, I know DJ Chark had a huge, huge week against that Viking secondary, but I, I do not think that you should start him this week against the Jets. The only really viable option that I would trust is Amon Ross Brown. Yeah, I think you've you've got it right there. We might see something big happen for uh, Jameson Williams, but I don't know. Who does Sauce follow? Do, do you think he comes inside for Amon Ra, or does he get up on the big rookie? No, I don't. I think he would stay outside, but yeah. uh, either way, you know, the Jets secondary is pretty tough in general, so I'm, I'm not necessarily... Honestly, if, I, if you had to... If I had to pick a boom-bust guy, if I had to start... Uh, Williams or uh, Chark, it'd be Williams. Yeah, I, I agree with you. All right. On the Jets side, uh, Mike White with the bruised ribs is questionable, but expected to start uh, mostly a pain tolerance issue. So he'll get his pregame injection. He'll be thrown out there. Good to go. Um, <laughs> bigger question is Corey Davis, who is in the concussion protocol. It's questionable, but still has not practiced as of Thursday. So not looking great as of right now. And look, if you're desperate, as a wide receiver for Elijah Moore has a lot of upside. Saw 10 targets last week with Davis leaving early in that game. And uh, I do think that he's worth throwing in there. Yeah, I don't actually see him as a desperation play even. I, I think he's solidly a wide receiver three. Okay, upside. yeah. So you like him quite a bit, uh, as yeah. do I. Um, and then at the running back position, it's tough to trust because the Lions defense has actually stiffened up a little bit against the run. Um, and they're more susceptible to the pass over the last few weeks. and. You know, it's really been a 50-50 split with Carter and Knight. So good luck yep. guessing uh, who can punch in a touchdown, if any, of those guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yep. This one is tough for me. I think the Jets are favored by one point right now with the news that White is expected to start. And uh, I actually agree with that line. I'm going to lean the Jets, the home team, slightly with their defense uh, doing a lot of the heavy lifting here. Jared Goff looked really good last week. <clears throat> that said, I'm going to take the Jets. Yeah, Jared Goff looked really good at home against the Vikings secondary. Right. On the exactly. road against the Jets secondary is a much different question. <laughs> and Robert Sala has seen Jared Goff uh, uh, a lot of times in their time together. Yeah, I mean, you know, San Francisco shut down uh, the Rams quite, quite often um, yep. back when both of them were in the NFC West. So, yep, we both agree on the Jets. Let's move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Carolina Panthers. Kenny Pickett, still in that concussion protocol, did get some limited practice in on Thursday, but very much questionable. So we could see some combination of, oh man, Mason Rudolph or Mitch Trubisky oh no. if Pickett can't go. And uh, the Steelers' oh fantasy no. options were already looking rough. Um, yeah. I think Johnson and Pickens are both in that wide receiver four range. Certainly, I agree with you. I much prefer Elijah Moore over mm -hmm. either of the Steelers' receivers. Um, if especially if Piggy can't go. But in general, if Corey Davis is out, I'm starting right. for both of those guys. And if you have to pick one, if Trubisky's playing, it's definitely uh, Deontay to me. Um, actually, if either, Rudolph had more time with Deontay too. Actually, when Rudolph was playing, Deontay was not really having that terrible of games two years ago. So I think he's okay here. Yeah, I, I would lean uh, Deontay Johnson over Pickens as well. Um, On the Carolina side here, uh, DJ excuse me, DJ Moore with a knee sprain is probable though, has been practicing. 
But even so, um, with Sam Darnold right now, you can't start DJ Moore as more than a desperation wide receiver for. I'd rather roll the dice on Johnson or Pickens on the other side. Would you agree with that one? I agree with you. Yeah, and you know the Panthers really dominated uh, on the ground in that surprise yeah. upset at Seattle last week. Uh, they ran hard. They have a similar game plan against the Steelers at home. Worth noting, last week Foreman got 21 carries uh, to Hubbard's 14, but Hubbard was actually more efficient as a runner, and he got the touchdown. So I think both of these guys are in that flex mix. I, I still would rank Foreman slightly higher, but it's pretty close. I think this is a winning formula. Just get rid of your coach, trade away or trade away your entire offense and then still be in the playoff hunt. Not bad. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's more so uh, due to the divisional struggles than anything, but uh, certainly I do think this is a winnable game for Carolina and for two teams that have struggled, but have looked good in stretches. I'm just going to go with the home team. So give me the Panthers here. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to have to catch you next week or something. (laughs) <laughs> all right so or on that uh what is or it the on that one game. Cleveland game. Yep. Yep. yeah we'll see um what's i should about... know better than to root for cleveland that never works out for me <laughs> yes i think uh, many browns fans would agree with you on that yeah. one uh <laughs> let's move on to the dallas cowboys at the jacksonville jaguars next uh, unfortunately their right tackle terrence Steele, uh confirmed torn acl so certainly a hit to the offensive line but i think pollard and zeke are still fine here and i would rank Pollard over Zeke in that RB2 range. Would you agree with that? I would. What what happens with these NFL teams sometimes when they play against terrible teams? Do they, I mean, there's no way they actually just look through to the next week, right? I mean, maybe. It, it's really, honestly, it was just baffling because a lot of that was on back too with the turnovers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, just, I can't... just a ridiculous game. They should have blown the doors off of Houston, hung 40, but uh, they almost lose. Look, I'm not happy with it. I'm sure a lot of betters are not happy with it. But uh, I guess at the end of the day, they at least for their playoff aspirations, they didn't lose the game. Yep. So, you know, right. Could have been worse. Um, I guess if that matters. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know that there's a whole lot to talk about on the Cowboys side. You're starting really, right now. No. Nothing changes. Uh, Lamb and Schultz as well. Yep. Um, and potentially, uh, I was about to say DJ Chark because I, I compared the two players similarly, mm-hmm. but I think Michael mm-hmm. Gallup uh, mm-hmm. worth a look as boom bust wide receiver four with potentially more boom against this Jaguar secondary. Yep. All right. On the Jaguar side here, Travis Etienne has not been mm. used much as a receiver, um, and he's, he's struggled the last few games, but it's worth mentioning that he's faced two straight really tough run defenses in Detroit and Tennessee over the last two games. The Cowboys are actually more susceptible to the run here. Um, I think ETN's still in the mix in that back-end RB2 range. Again, it depends on your options, but I don't think he's like a clear bench, as I've seen uh, a few people say on Twitter, simply because of the down games. It's tough with this with this Jacksonville offense, right? Uh, these weeks that Evan Ingram is going to have 15 targets, which are not going to be all that frequent. You can't really expect much for ETN out of the past game or, or anywhere else. Um, Lawrence is going to have to try and throw on this team. He's going to have to try and throw downfield. I, I think he's like, I think ETN's still like a fine middling RB two back end RB two, but I, I don't, I don't love him, but I, I don't hate him either. Yeah. Not a ton of upside, but I, I think he's still in the mix, right? I think He's in that same range as Dobbins, where Dobbins might have more upside. Um, sure. Actually, yeah. I might rank Dobbins over him. Um, Dobbins, so, Dobbins, I would, but I'd still have him over the likes of like Brian Robinson, Zonovan Knight, David Montgomery, Najee, things like that. Yeah, definitely. I think he's in that back-end RB2 high-end flex range. Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, I know... I know Zay Jones has been doing much better than Christian Kirk. I still lean Kirk if I had to pick one in PPR formats. You're right. Uh, it's, it's not bearing out, but it will. It will. I, yeah, I just, I, I think that Diggs isn't going to shadow anyone. I think it's better to attack the slot here. And 
it, look, it's not crazy if you want to start Zay Jones over Christian Kirk. I'll say that much. Sure. Um, but crazy. I think, I think higher, I think higher floor is still Kirk and similar upside. We've seen both of them have boom games. Yeah. Um, all I mean, that being said, uh, you know, Dallas really played down to their opponent last week, but I'm still taking them on the road here. Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys. All right, let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs at the Houston Texans up next. Uh, Kadarius Tony uh, was able to get some limited practices in last week and this week, so it's looking like he could be back this week from the hamstring strain. McCole Hardman was designated to return as well from his injury, but he might still take another week. We'll see. But either way, it's worth mentioning because Juju saw a season-high 26% target share last week against the Broncos. But the return of Tony and maybe Hardman could muddy up uh, this wide receiver target share almost immediately yet again. Yeah, that is going to be difficult on the wide receiver side for multiple reasons. Um, I can't tell you how pleased I am to have a first round bye with Mahomes as my quarterback, because if there's something Houston does, it is takes all the value out of your quarterbacks. I would be shaking in my boots if I had to play Mahomes right now, not because he can't crush Houston, um, just because he won't have to, like no other quarterback this year has had to. I think that is very well said. And I think at the end of the day, though, you are not benching Patrick. No, of course not. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) I just wanted to make that clear to our listeners because I share similar concerns with you. I do have Mahomes in the league, but uh, let's not get crazy here. Um, No, we're not benching Mahomes. Neither should you. Unless, again, you have like Allen or, you know, some crazy setup for some reason. That'd be interesting. (laughs) But then I would be very, I would be congratulating you on making it to the playoffs with a terrible draft where you took yeah, two quarterbacks bravo. in a one quarterback league in like <laughs> the third, fourth round. But bravo. all right. Um, well, we don't need to talk too much about the chiefs no. unless you want to go through Pacheco McKinnon again. Uh, no, not right. really. I think we hit it. Um, you like them okay. both. I think they're both fine. Great, great matchup. Um, lean Pacheco over McKinnon. Yes. yes? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Um, but certainly we know the upside is there with McKinnon, yeah. right? Cause he For does sure. get red zone usage and, mm-hmm. uh, could could definitely get some touchdowns uh, from receptions as well. And that's also why we're not benching that. Right. Um, and certainly you're playing Travis Kelsey, but yep. just wanted to be clear there. Uh, let's move on to the Houston <laughs> side. Uh, Damian Pierce with that sprained ankle. Call me crazy. I think Rex Burkhead is a viable flex option, especially in PPR formats. Um, we know the Chiefs, uh, you can run on them. We saw... Uh, that they have given up some rushing touchdowns. And also, if the Texans do fall behind early, as we expected them to last week against Dallas, as we expect them to again this week uh, against Kansas City, we could see a lot of receiving usage for Burkhardt as well. Yeah, you're not crazy. I expect him to be the uh, leading running back. I expect him to catch some passes from whatever tandem at quarterback they're going to be rolling out there. So I, I don't hate it. Um, also don't hate Chris Moore and Amari Rogers as boom bust wide receiver four options with Nico Collins and Brandon cooks both out here. And, uh, I would not call you crazy if you started Chris Moore over either of the Steelers wide receivers. Would you call me crazy if I started Jeff Driscoll as a tight end? I would not, um, depends on your options, but he's Taysom Hill light, right? I mean, He's rotating in, getting some runs. And if things go south, it's not crazy to imagine that he just takes over in the second half. And then you have a quarterback in the tight end spot. I believe it's only Yahoo. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. It's it's not Sleeper or uh, ESPN. So look, um, play within, you know, color within the lines, right? Unless your league explicitly does not allow it. Hey, it's it's a an advantage to be exploited. Uh, be the Bill Belichick of your fantasy league. You play to win the game. All right. Um, all that being said, I'm going to take Kansas City. Ah, oh, darn it! Give me the Chiefs. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, moving on to the Sunday mid afternoon games: the Arizona Cardinals at the Denver Broncos. Uh, just awful news for the Cardinals. Not only mm-hmm. is Kyler Murray done for the year. With that ACL tear, uh, Rondale Moore, it seems, uh, will be done for the year as well with that groin injury. Both of these guys droppable in all redraft formats. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins should be a fine high-end wide receiver too. Even in a tough matchup, uh, he gets peppered with targets. Uh, Marquise Brown, a little more iffy to me. And I do think 
James Conner is still a strong high-end RB2 option. I think you're uh, forgetting how good this Denver defense is. Uh, Even though the offense is not, I think this is a pretty tough matchup. You should have some solid floor with those players, but I, I don't know how much we really see happen on offense for this team. I agree with that, but at the same time, we've seen that Colt McCoy goes to the guys that he trusts, and I think that we're still going to see double-digit targets for DeAndre Hopkins, and I think we could see a lot of carries and a lot of checkdowns to Connor as well. So I'm still feeling like they have strong floors and decent ceilings. Well said. Has Hopkins distanced himself from Hollywood Brown yet? I think for at least this week, because we've seen that Colt McCoy at least uh, seems to trust Hopkins more, and because... Uh, Marquise Brown, again, expected to play, but he did have an illness today on Thursday and did not practice, so he could be under the weather a little bit. It's that time of year, huh? So, yeah, I would definitely rank Hopkins, again, in that high-end wide receiver two range and Brown more in that boom-bust flex. Well said, well said. And, you know, part of the reasoning, just to explain, too, is the Cardinals could score, like, 13 points in this game, but that doesn't mean the volume doesn't isn't there in fantasy for Hopkins and Cotton. Right. Yeah, true. Um, on the other side, Russell Wilson surprisingly had a nice game against the Chiefs. Do we trust it to continue? Not at all. Um, no. He's in the concussion protocol right now. It's still very much questionable. Corlin Sutton is leaning doubtful with that um, hamstring strain. Uh, Latavius Murray and Marlon Mack, look, if you're desperate as back-end flex plays, sure. Um, Mack had that long receiving touchdown against the Chiefs last week, but certainly not expecting that every single game. Uh, but for the net, for the time being, Jerry Judy is a strong wide receiver to start as long as Wilson's active uh, mm-hmm. with sudden expected to be out. Who's the backup in Denver? Uh, Brett uh, Ripian, I think. Brett Ripian. I'm not sure how you yeah. say his name. Ripian. Ripian. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's tough. Um, they might be leaning a little more on Latavius Murray. Arizona's rush defense is not formidable. I don't know. This could be tough. That could be that could be Hackett's prescription for this game is is to run the ball quite a bit and play defense. But I don't like it either way. Yeah, as of right now, uh, Wilson did get a limited practice in on Thursday, so some optimism that he'll be back. And with that assumption, I think this will be like a sixteen thirteen type Denver win. Yeah. Yep, that's that's where I'm looking too. All right. Let's move on to the New England Patriots at the Las Vegas Raiders. Bill Belichick against Josh McDaniels. This one's going to have some feels for a lot of players uh, and coaches involved here. Going to be interesting because a lot of injury questions on both sides of this one. Damian Harris with a thigh injury is questionable, but did get some limited practice in this week, so we'll see. Um, He sounds more likely to play than Ramondre Stevenson at this point, who... Uh, still has not practiced as of Thursday from that ankle injury, so not looking great there. Devontae Parker in the concussion protocol has not practiced as of Thursday, so as of now, not looking great for Stevenson or Parker, but potentially Harris and potentially Jacoby Myers, who is still in the concussion protocol, but in the second week of the protocol and got some limited practice in on Thursday. Ooh, I need a sip of water. Um, that's a lot of injury updates for one team, but Uh, Look, if Jacoby Myers is playing, I like him a lot against the Raiders, especially with Parker projected to be out. I think he would be in that high-end wide receiver three range. Mm -hmm. And then if Stevenson and Harris were to both miss this game, Damian Harris, that is, I would lean Pierre Strong over Kevin Harris with Strong getting some passing game usage as well. But if Damian Harris plays, I would lean Damian Harris over Pierre Strong over Kevin Harris. Rewind the podcast minute yeah. and a half take it off double speed and just listen to all that again yeah if you, if you need clarification do, yeah do exactly what los just said um worth mentioning too hunter henry against the raiders uh, does have some upside here as well especially again if parker is out a few more targets might go henry's way also i hate the prospect of having to lean on any of these players the first week of the playoffs man yeah look, i mean that's why we always say, right, even if you've locked up playoff berth, you should always be playing for that first round buy because yep. that is the only way to guarantee that you're going to move on to the second oh. round of playoffs. I don't care how stacked your team is. Crazy yep. things happen. Yep. Right? Like if, you had, so bad. like if you had Patrick Mahomes, Saquon Barkley this week, and you yep. know, some other crazy and players. Andre. But, yeah, right? That's, that's um, very plausible. 
yeah but all right i think that is quite enough on the yeah. patriots side <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, a lot to talk about here uh yeah. the raiders side darren waller and hunter renfro both uh designated to return from ir but it's still in question whether they actually will so again pay attention on saturday we'll know by then um it, it's just tough to project this game until we know if they're playing or not uh as of right now i mean again look we know that they might scheme to take away Devontae Adams, but you are not benching Devontae Adams in the fantasy Hey, the Raiders might scheme to take away Devontae Adams. They did last week. Yeah, I I don't know what Josh Daniels did or did not learn from his first stint as a head coach, but his tenure in Las Vegas seems to be already very shaky, not unlike Nathaniel Hackett. Um, We'll see, but certainly it's good news that Waller said to reporters that he does expect to return this week. But again, mm-hmm. we know that a player's comments aren't necessarily the end all be all um, players play and coaches coach. Right. So, but right now it sounds like both of them are expected to play. Yeah. Either way. Uh, I'm worried about Devante Adams here again. Glad I don't have to uh, play this week. I'm worried, but he's in that <laughs> Where I'm not benching. No, uh, he's he's probably number two on the week. He, he's probably, um, if we if we did do a uh, a Jefferson starts it, it'd be uh, well nobody would sit to Justin Jefferson or nobody would play over Justin Jefferson, but Devontae Adams would probably be the first question. Yeah, I, I will say I think we should do a would you rather on Darren Waller because okay. with tight ends it, it's really yeah, tough, sure. right? You mm-hmm. probably don't have great options here. Um, so obviously, you know Travis Kelsey. As long as Tyler Huntley's starting, Andrews is a firm yep. start for me over Waller. Um, yep. We'll see. Uh, see, Dallas Goddard's really tough. Um, mm. I would lean Waller because I just don't think they'll need Goddard very much against the Bears. I don't know. I think if if, if Goddard with Goddard there, I think they're going to just try and get him back rolling before they have to get to their own playoffs. Uh, I, I think Goddard's a great place. See, I disagree because I think they could be up big in the second half and why mm. risk Goddard's health? And also they have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, you know, just a lot of options. So for me, it's Waller over Goddard okay. if both are active. All right. Um, either way, I would start uh, T.J. Hawkinson and Dalton Schultz over Waller. Yeah, totally. Um, it won't matter. We don't, we don't need to talk about George Kittle tonight since no. everyone's yeah. listening to this Friday or Saturday. But um, right. Dave Njoku mm-hmm. over Waller, yes? Yeah. Mutant is interesting. Um, I'm going to lean Mutant still. Me too. Um, Gerald Everett, I no. would still start over Waller. Yeah, now you're now you're getting in the weeds. The uh, the floor is lower, um, but I think the ceiling is higher with Everett. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, it's still Everett. Do you agree there? Yes, it's not a terrible matchup for him either. So right now we're at Waller as tight end 10. I think we got to keep going. You didn't say Greg Dulcich. Uh, for, it's Waller for me. Uh, look, I understand okay. the matchup is phenomenal, but mm-hmm. I, when does that matter? We expected that for Dulcich for a lot of these matchups, right? Yeah, but this um, is I, the Cardinals, I man. know the Cardinals are the worst <laughs> team against the tight end, but again, I just what have we seen from this Denver offense to say that Dulcich has a higher floor or ceiling than Waller. For me, uh, it's, it's 15. Go ahead. Uh, no, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, I don't agree with you. I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking Dulcich. Okay. For me, uh, I see for your me point. it's Waller clearly. Uh, yep. I think 10 is firmly where I would have Waller. I, there's no one else for me. Is there anyone else you like? How about the 15 target Evan Ingram? No. Yeah, I agree. Um, yep. For the same reason, I'm not trusting DJ Chark's massive game against uh, the Vikings last week. I'm not trusting Ingram's outlier game here. Um, All right, Taysom Hill. Hill and Driscoll are interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I think it's Waller over those guys. I wouldn't call you crazy if you, mm-hmm. if you wanted to start them um, for like sheer upside or in like yeah, but I I could do. I'd go Waller there. Yeah. Okay, so he's in that. Even with your other options, he's in that back end tight end one. High yeah. end tight end. Two well, tight end stinks. What do you want? 
Yep. And um, look, until we see it, I'm not betting on a Belichick disciple to beat Belichick, regardless of any injuries. I don't know if it's ever happened. Um, this is an ugly game, and the Raiders really, really let us down last week. Uh, get, give me the Patriots on the road, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, look, in general, the, the Raiders have been very up or down, right? It yep. just, yeah. I, I think uh, Rabel's the only head coach that's really beat down on Belichick. Um, but he was he was a But really, Rabel wasn't a coach, he was right, a player. Right, but more still yeah. just with the ties in general, yeah. I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but all right, so we're both taking the Patriots here on the road. Uh, let's move on to the Tennessee Titans at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Titans surprisingly got beat down by the Jaguars last week. Uh, not sure what happened there, uh, but Trevor Lawrence is looking good. Um, Carolyn Burks in the concussion protocol in the second week, but still not practicing as of Thursday, so it looks very iffy for Sunday. Dontrell Hilliard with the neck injury is looking doubtful for Sunday. It... It's really just Henry. I, I can't trust um, uh, Westbrook Kine, Robert Woods here, maybe a Conquo. Uh, right. He's yeah, I wouldn't that. ask you to, but I would ask you maybe Chica Conquo. Yeah. He's uh, he's under Waller for me. Um, and I would mm-hmm. actually – I think I would roll the dice on Taysom Hill and uh, Driscoll over a Conquo still. Because as, as good as he's been, I'm, I'm still not fully trusting the target share. Um, yeah. But certainly the Chargers are, are a fair matchup here. Mm-hmm. I will say he's that a, much. Yeah, he's a reasonable play, not a great one. I agree with you slotting one of the two tight end slash quarterbacks. Um, and if Traylon Burks does suit up, he's he, then a kind of goes off the board for me. Yeah, I think you're playing Burks as a flex option. Um, it's yeah. a pretty solid flex option if he suits up, but it's just not looking great since he hasn't practiced yet as of Thursday. So um, it worth mentioning if Hilliard's out for a while, Julius Chestnut and Hassan Haskins would be the next two guys behind Henry. But honestly, um, it's probably just good for Henry where even if they're going to be trailing this game, they're probably going to go to him more as a receiver. Probably. Hopefully. We yeah. always want that. Um, on the other side here, love Justin Herbert, love Keenan Allen, love Mike Williams. Everett's yeah. a solid play. Playing Eckler. Uh, let's... Uh, give me the Chargers here. Let's go. Give me the Chargers. Yeah. Let's not waste any time talking yeah. about any of those guys in this uh-huh. matchup. Um, all right. Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Quite a bit to say here, though. T. Higgins yeah. with that hamstring strain uh, that he tweaked in pregame warmups uh, before the Cleveland game last week. He's pretty questionable right now. Uh, Tyler Boyd with that dislocated finger. He's probably out for at least one game, maybe two, it sounds like. Uh, obviously you're playing Jamar Chase, uh, but Hayden Hurst is out. I, I think even with Mixon back, P Ryan might be an okay running back four in PPR with just some of that passing down usage. Um, yeah, uh, with m- minus two of their big time, uh, passing game options. I, I agree. They'll use the running back a little more. Um, and I, I think Hurst is Hurst is still out for a bit, right? Yeah. He's, he's doubtful yeah. as well. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm with you on Perrine. Yeah, Perrine, P. Ryan, Perrine. Yeah, Perrine. I, I got what you're saying. Yeah. Um, on the other side here, uh, Rashad White and Leonard Fournette are, you know, in a 50-50 split at this point. Mm-hmm. Fournette's actually getting more receiving usage, though. Well, he's better. Uh, so he and should. White being used more on the ground. Well, I think partially pass protection reasons as well. Right. Um, but yeah, he's better. Like I said, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I think it's time to bench Mike Evans. Um, Evans has been good a, as a player, but you know, a lot of his routes are further downfield and he's just not getting targets or on target targets considering the lack of time that Brady has in the pocket with just the massive offensive line injuries. He certainly doesn't have much upside. Uh, I, I mean, like he has upside, right? He can always come down with a 50, 50, ball on yeah. a 60 yard yeah, touchdown catch. Yeah, I meant to say floor. He doesn't uh, have much floor. We certainly think, like Godwin for that more. Um, but I, I don't think he dips past, you know, he, he's flexible. I think this is a good would you rather because I think sure. a lot of people yeah. with Evans will have this question. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, but I mean, he's way down. You're starting all like McLaurin, Garrett Wilson, all these guys. Over yeah. Right. Get yeah. past wide receiver too. Yeah. Um, 
Devontae Smith, I'm starting over Evans. Evans. Or, I'm sorry, Smith. Yeah, Jerry Judy over Evans. Judy. Um, Christian Kirk is a question, but I'm going to go with Kirk. Kirk. Um, I don't trust Amari Cooper's health. He's pretty far down for me. Yeah, that's one of those ones where it sort of might be a game-time decision. Uh, what about Jalen Waddle in that blizzard? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll hang with Waddle. Okay. Uh, Michael Pittman. Pittman. All right. Uh, let's see. Alave's over mm-hmm. uh, Evans for sure. Yep. Juju. I can't. Uh, not not with Houston and with uh, Kadarius Tony maybe back. I'm still going with Evans there. All right. All right. Um, Mike Williams over Evans for sure. Yes, big time. Um, I think I'd go Evans over Marquise Brown with Colt McCoy and the illness for Brown. Yeah, I, I I think Evans has more upside than Brown. Sure. Um, in full PPR, I think assuming Jacoby Myers is back and Devontae Parker is out, I'm actually going with Jacoby Myers. Yeah, full PPR, I would. Um, Elijah Moore. Absolutely. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, yeah, so Evans is like thirty-five to forty-ish among the wide receivers right now. So pretty far down. I mean, you're not like definitely benching him depending on your other options, but there's a lot of wide receivers we prefer over Evans this week. I'll say this once clearly, just to light a fire under them. The Buccaneers are bad. Yeah, I I don't disagree. I you know I I feel like I'm the most objective Brady fan that's out there because. Immediately after the offensive line injuries in the preseason, I have said this a lot. I just I didn't expect the Bucks to be very good, and they've really struggled. And with Worf's out now after that Cleveland game injury, um, it's really rough. Uh, we both liked the Niners by a lot last week, and that's yeah. exactly what ended up happening. Um, oh, you know what? Let's do one more real quick, sure. Uh, because I think it's worth talking about Chris Moore or Mike Evans in full PPR. Chris Moore. I agree. It's yeah, it's pretty crazy that this is where we are. Um, and I do think that this is a slightly closer game just because of, you know, the Higgins and Boyd injuries. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we just have not seen this bucks offense execute without pass protection. And I I can't, I can't take them even at home. I'm leaning Cincinnati here. It's always been his problem. If, If the defense gets to him, Brady crumbles, give me the Bengals. Yeah, honestly, I was shocked that they came back against the Saints. Right. I, you, you remember, I took the Saints. I, yep. It was, yeah. All yeah. right, uh, let's but move the Saints on. are really, really bad, too. <laughs> right, and that's what I'm saying. Cincinnati's way better than the Saints. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I certainly cannot pick against the Bengals here, no. even with the injuries. But all that being said, let's move on to Sunday night football. The New York right. Giants at the Washington Commanders. Saquon Barkley with that neck injury was in and mm-hmm. out of the game last week, but Again, he's been practicing, should be good to go, barring a setback. You're starting him. Uh, worth mentioning, Richie James uh, yeah. is in concussion protocol because he did see a season-high nine targets uh, in that blowout uh, against the Eagles last week. So I, I think he's worth mentioning that his status does impact a little bit, but he did get a limited practice on Thursday. And I'm still starting Darius Slayton over him as a flex yeah. option, but Richie James is definitely a viable wide receiver for Camden. I like him. Where's Kenny Galladay when you need him? <laughs> hey, hey, where's Kadarius Tony when you need him? On the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. um, I will say it's, it's Evans over Slayton. And oh, yeah. Come on. Yes. Um, on the commander side, uh, you're starting Terry McLaurin. I think Jahan Dotson mm-hmm. uh, is a boom-bust wide receiver for candidate here worth mentioning. And I do think that both of the running backs are in that flex territory, considering the fact that the Giants have really struggled to stop the run. You're, you're right on point. All right. Um, I think this will be a close one. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this will be a field goal or less game. We saw the tie in overtime last time. Um, and I'm going to lean the home team, Washington, who I think is the slightly better team anyway. Give me the home team. All right. Monday night football, All the right. Los Angeles Rams led by Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Baker Mayfield from joke to hero uh, in the span of a few minutes, uh, in, in less than 15 minutes. Uh, and hey, look, 
I'm, I'm happy for the guy. Um, sure. He proved that he still has it at certain moments. Am I starting yeah, against him the Raiders, in he sure fantasy does. this week? Absolutely not. Uh, outside of, you know, deep super flex or two quarterback formats. Um, Akers, I do think, is a viable flex play here. And yeah. as suspect as the Green Bay secondary has been at times this year, Good luck figuring out which Rams receiver Baker Mayfield's going to go to. He probably doesn't even know yet, still building chemistry with all of them. But look, if I had to pick one PPR, I think it's Skoranek. It's yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, on the Packers side, uh, very tough to call as well because Romeo Dubs should be back from that ankle injury. He's been practicing fully. And as good as Christian Watson has been, I think he's still just in that boom-bust wide receiver four category. He's got so much upside, though, and he's so good. Um, How would you rank the, the three of them? I think I'd have to go Watson first. He might he might have one catch, but it'd probably be for a touchdown. Yeah, I, I think he's still definitely the best option among the Packers yeah. wide receivers, but I don't think he's a must start. He's in that you no. know back end flex range, right? Um, I would rank them Watson then Lazard since Dobbs has been out for a while and then mm -hmm. yeah i i think that's pretty clear yes. um but i do think that the nexus of those three is aaron Rodgers. he should be a fine fantasy start here sure and uh it's still aaron jones even though aj Dillon came in and had a had a nice game last time when jones was iffy with the injury takes a lot to get aj Dillon going this year yeah but i mean december is the time right when it gets cold and the ground gets hard and you get That's that powder in there. That's true. And uh, all that being said, I am not going to bet against Aaron Rodgers at home in the wintertime, especially I'd against love, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I'd love to root for the, uh, the Packer killer, Baker Mayfield, but my brain tells me to pick the Packers. All right. Uh, a few mailbag questions before we sign off tonight, starting with uh, Connor at the conman 3 asks in half PPR, um, Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins, Rashad White, or Mike Williams this week? Huh. Half PPR. Yes. I think it's... I think I'm overthinking it. I, th I think it's Aaron Jones. I think it's Mike Williams for me, and pretty okay. solidly. Um, okay. Just because, you know, the matchup against the Titans, it's harder to run on them than throw on them, especially downfield. I mean, we saw the Evan Ingram game, um, and I think there's a decent chance that that's Mike White, Mike Williams, excuse me, his ceiling this week. I, I, like, I like the question. I think they're both a tier above Dobbins, and White would be my number four on that. Yeah, I would rank them Williams, Jones, Dobbins, and then White. Okay. But I think Williams is a clear option above all of the other three for me. Okay. All right. Uh, next question from G Money uh, at G underscore M underscore 1971. Rex Burkhead or Raheem Moster in full PPR? Oh, boy. <laughs> I need a little more information on uh, on uh, on the other Miami running back first, right? I think I gotta stick with Mostert. See, I for me it's Burkhead here. Um, I I think that he's going to have a fair receiving floor in PPR with the game script projected against Kansas City, and there's the added upside of maybe punching in a touchdown and Mostert. Maybe he pulls away for a long touchdown run, but I think the floor is higher for Burkhead with similar ceiling. Yeah, I'm, I'm locking in Mostert. Okay. Uh, next one here, Jake Bratton asks, uh, at jbratto22, Chris Godwin or Christian Watson in PPR? Uh, I think that's pretty straightforwardly Godwin. Yep, I will agree there. Uh, higher floor and similar ceiling, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, next question is Berto, at Berto5 underscore 14, wants to know, ooh, this one's kind of gross, uh, Latavius Murray or Cam Akers? Did we get a, a full PPR? Or... No, he did not specify. Gosh. 
Cam Akers or Latavius Murray. I think it's probably Akers. He seems to have a little bit more of a hold on the position, but I got good luck, man. Or Gale. Yeah, good, and, luck. good and luck. Even good luck, you. Yeah, even uh, with a good matchup against Arizona too. Marlon Mack had that big reception. Uh, he might start getting more work this week. Yeah. Um, with Mike Boone out, so yeah, I'd lean Acres as well. He also asked two or Gino, but we're recording Thursday uh, night. G- but I would have said sure. Gino. I, 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 I also would have said Gino. Gino. I don't know if that. Uh... Well, well, oh, right. We're recording before the game. That's why I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't been paying attention to the game just yet. Like, oh, right. Uh, yeah, yes. we are recording earlier than usual. Usually yes. record so we can watch a little bit of the game as we're right. talking, but not this week. Um, all right, final <sighs> question of the mailbag here. Dynasty Dungeon wants to know, you play Josh Allen in a Blizzard game or Joe Burrow at Tampa in a six-point passing touchdown. I've got to stick with Allen just because I, I, I think he could top 100 rushing yards in this, in this Blizzard game. I don't think it's a crazy question. Um, no, it's not. I think... Unless you're a big underdog and you want the ceiling with Burrow, though, I agree with Elos. I would still stick with Josh Allen. The six point swings it. I mean, it, it makes it closer. It certainly does. Yeah, I think it's a very valid question in six point. But like yep. I said, unless you need the ceiling with Burrow, I would still rather yep. lean Allen here. Yeah. Yep. All right. Great questions. Wow. Yeah, definitely. You guys are some supposed to come guns. at us with uh, with some softballs. Come on. Yeah, like Christian McCaffrey <laughs> or Cam Akers. Come on. Yeah, Cam Akers. Or, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's going to do it for our show. Um, again, crazy that we're already in the fantasy playoffs. But obviously, if you're listening to the show, then uh, you know you made it, or else there'd be no reason for you to listen unless you just really love listening to us talk. Well, but, the dulcet uh, tones. Yeah, yeah, at one and a half speed for most of you, probably. <laughs> um, right. All right. Uh, best of luck to all of you uh, in the fantasy playoffs in the first round here. Um, good luck. Remember to do your holiday shopping. It's getting to that mm-hmm. time. And remember that we have three Saturday games this week. And uh, if you have any more specific sit start questions for week 15, uh, you can tweet them over to us. I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And I am at FFA underscore Los. That's L-O-S. You can find the podcast, as always, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Please remember, like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. It's a fantasy world, and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, addicts. <laughs>